eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back. It is the home stretch here on Silver and Black today in Odyssey Sports Original podcast covering your Las Vegas Raiders, hosted by yours truly, Scott Branson, and my co-host, Mo Moten. He's a national NFL writer over at Bleacher Report. Follow him on Twitter at M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. I am at LV Gully. The show is SNB Today. And another reminder, we'll remind you before the show is over, tonight, uh, make sure you check out Mo on the Bleacher Report app right at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, He's going to be with you live from Bleacher Report from the studio in Midtown Manhattan, of course, which is the home of. It's Midtown Mo. All right, so Midtown Mo will be going for the NFL draft. So make sure you check that out at the same time. And actually, with me, you can just wait until the Raiders pick. And I will be with Brian Baldinger and Jason LaConfora on the Odyssey sports live draft coverage which you can catch on the odyssey app or on the youtube page for odyssey sports so make sure you do that we'll put that up on the screen here if you're watching on youtube towards the end of the show as well okay mo it's time to get to the mail of course uh and the mail is always a big deal right here raider nation is never shy you ask we answer it's time for the raider nation mailbag what's on your mind fam drop us an email at mail at silver and black that's mail at silverandblacktoday.com. Now, it's your time to speak up. All right, it is your time to speak up. You got the address there, mail at silverandblacktoday.com, of course. But you can also hit us up on Twitter. Our first mail of the day actually came to us from Twitter. We're getting more of those, right? People don't even want to send emails anymore, Mo, especially if they're under 40. No, just slide the DMs. I mean, that's (laughs) That's the more hip thing to do with the kids nowadays. It is. Um, so our first question, all right, it comes from Tier Raiders 22 guy we interact with all the time on Twitter, uh, and he yep. does with the show as well. He says, Mo, uh, how do you see the Raiders freeing up more cap space? They currently don't have enough to sign their draft class, and they're still in need of defensive backs, offensive linemen, and uh, defensive linemen. So if we don't draft any... What are we going to do? And that is, again, Tier Raiders 22 on Twitter. Freeing up cap space, Mo. It's an interesting thing. The Raiders right now, uh, according to over the cap uh, online, are at $2.45 million left. Effective space, though, is minus $3 million. 
the effective cap space is including the draft class. So if you take the draft class to to Tier Raiders 22 on Twitter, by the way, thanks for the note. Um, if you follow his logic there, yes, they're negative three if you include the draft class. Now, I have some moves, I think, that will, will help with that. Um, and I'm going to start with a guy that has been rumored to be on the move for the whole offseason. That's tre- uh, tre- uh, Trevor, excuse me. Hello, Hunter Renfro. Uh, and trading him, if they trade him pre-June 1st, uh, it's a $7 million hit. But if they do it post-June 1st, they get an $11.2 million savings on the cap. So there's $11 million there. Or, Mo, if they don't want to trade him, they can restructure and still pick up a cap savings of $7.4 million. I think the restructure, we saw it happen the last few years with the Raiders. I think you're going to see a couple guys restructure. He did it last year. Colton Miller was restructured last year when he got his extension. But I do think they could do it again. And they could also restructure Chandler Jones and save another $11 million. So these numbers can move very quickly with things like restructure or a trade. Right. And I think I think the more likelier option, the more likelier outcome of these cap freeing moves is trading Hunter Renfro. I hate yep. to say because I really like Hunter Renfro, but look, let's be honest. Jacoby Myers played a lot in the slot in New England. Hunter Renfro, Hunter Renfro slot guy. It, I understand the Raiders can move one of them to the outside, but if you're looking at freeing up cap space and you're saying, okay, what can they do where they can maybe get rid of a log jam at a certain position and free up cap space? Hunter Renfro seems like the player sticking out to me. Now, as you said, even though they trade him before June 1st, they can designate him as a post June 1 trade and yes. free up and free up a lot of that cap space. You know, I believe over, like you said, over 11 million. Now they can also restructure him if they feel like they're going to keep him for a while. You also mentioned Colt Miller. I believe the restructure for Colt Miller is 8.8 million. I will say that I wouldn't restructure Chandler Jones only because I'll be looking to move him. <laughs> Simply yeah, because yeah. If I, I think if him. the Raiders, right, I, I would find out if someone would take Chandler Jones off of our hands and then I would just draft two defensive linemen, one for the interior, one for the outside, and maybe another uh, edge guy in, in the fourth or fifth round. So I would be looking to trade Chandler Jones. I think it's possible the Raiders could trade Hunter Renfro, especially if they move up to number three with the Cardinals, who are rumored to be on the lookout to find a trade partner for DeAndre Hopkins. So if they move DeAndre <laughs> Hopkins, they may want to bring in another wide receiver. I know they have Rondell Moore there, but that's from the previous regime. Mm-hmm. Hunter Renfro may be a guy that that new regime likes. So Hunter, look out for Hunter Renfro being traded. Look out. I would say uh, it's wishful thinking, but maybe Chandler Jones traded, restructure Colton Miller, restructure Hunter Renfro if you're going to keep him. But plenty of options to free up cap space for the Raiders. Exactly. And I mean, like you said, I think that the post-June 1st designation and moving Hunter Renfro, I think, look, I like Hunter. We, we like him personally. We like him as a player. I think in this system, and to your point about the moves they made, it's just the writing seems to be on the wall. It's not nothing against him. It just seems like they're ready to move on and, and go a different direction. Uh, so that would give Hunter Renfro an opportunity to go play somewhere else uh, and, and do that. But you're right, $11.2 million there. You restructure Colton Miller that's 7.4. I mean, you're almost at $19 million there. You find one other guy to do that, to move or to restructure, and you're up around $20, $21 million at least in, in cap space. So I think you're right. It moves very quickly, and you're able to free up time, space to go get somebody you might need. Scott, would it surprise you if the Saints traded for Hunter Renfro or reunited Not at all. Renfro and Derek Carr? That wouldn't surprise me. I could see Hunter Renfro on the Cardinals. I could see him on the Saints next year, both 
possible options. Yeah, and I, that that was in my head. I didn't spit it out as fast as you did, but that that was in my head. Was exactly New Orleans. I think he'd be a good fit down there. Obviously, the rapport. They're very close friends. It would make a lot of sense. And I think Hunter Renfro would be would be a great addition to that team and in that division would help them significantly. So it would be great to see see that happen for him if it does happen. Uh, and then the Raiders obviously reap the financial benefits of that. Okay. Tier Raiders 22, thank you again for your question on Twitter. We move on to our second question, and this comes from Dennis in Fremont, California, up in the Bay Area, East Bay. He says, hey, Scott and Mo, uh, when the draft is over, how do we know if it was a good or bad draft for my Raiders? <laughs> so many analysts give out grades, but do they really mean anything? I just want to know how to feel. Um Talk to you guys. Oh, was it say tech? Sorry. Listening to both of you during the uh, the first Raiders draft. We appreciate it. And uh, I hope they do well. OK, so that's Dennis in Fremont. Good point, though. How do we know? First of all, you won't really know until February when you see this draft class, how many guys make the team, how much they contribute. But coming out of the draft tonight, Mo, and over the next few days as it ends, you're going to see greats. You're going to see we're going to talk, talk about how we think they did. Um, all these big guys that we're going to be on the air with, like Baldy, Glock, and Four, these guys who, who are doing it all the time, guys like Matt Holder, they're going to grade teams. If you're a Raiders fan, though, how do you take that and say, hey, I'm happy with this or I'm not happy with it? I will start by saying that I know a lot of fans don't like the grades immediately after the draft. I'm going to be one of those people handing out grades because I'm going to do a live <laughs> show on Saturday recapping the class. But I will say it's no different than ranking these prospects. It's all projection. We don't know for sure. Right. You know, when you read these these prospect rankings, we don't know if Bijan Robinson really is the top running back in this class. It's just, you know, that's what people see on film they think okay top guy jameer gibbs number two so it's no different when you're reading rankings and when you're seeing grades it's, no one knows for sure obviously it's all projection now to answer your question how should you feel i think if you're a raider fan and you look at the, this draft class and you say okay did we address our top needs do we have guys that can play at least as i said in the first segment do we have at least three guys who you feel comfortable with saying that guy's going to start week one the other thing is, do you have guys that, so to speak, do you have good value in some of these players? So if the Raiders were to pick, I'll throw a name out there, Kalaja Kansi at number seven. I mm. like Kalaja Kansi out of Pitt, but at number seven, that's a reach because I, I, I just don't see him being a top 10 pick. And I wrote a piece, and I wrote this in my Bleach Report piece this past weekend. I said, one of the mistakes that the Raiders could make in this draft with the number seven overall pick is taking Peter Skaronsky. And it's not because mm -hmm. Skaronsky is going to be a, it's not because I feel Peter Skaronsky is going to be a bust. It's because I don't think that's good value at number seven, simply because they have Colt Miller on one side, they have Jermaine Illuminar on the other side on a cheap deal, by the way. Now, Skaronsky can possibly move in, but do you want a good guard at number seven? I don't think that's great value. So you're looking at, did you address the needs and did you get great value for the guys that you that you drafted? Now, yeah. looking back, I'll just use him as an example, not picking on him, but looking back, you would say Alex Leatherwood, bad value. <laughs> Jonathan <laughs> Abram, bad value. <laughs> Cleveland Farrell, number four, bad value. Now, it's easy to say in hindsight, but I would say Cleveland Farrell was the easiest example of saying that guy wasn't going to pick 
going to be picked number four by any of these teams. You could have got them maybe in the teens and the 20s, and the Rays went with him hey. at number four. It's a bad pick. Even, even Colton Miller, who's worked out as a nice tackle in the NFL, don't get me wrong, even he was picked a little too high. They could have waited. They could, they could have gotten him. They could have traded down. They could have done all kinds of things, I believe, if you look at that. But to your point about value, Mo, and I think that's one of the keys here is the other thing is you've seen the Raiders under Mayock and Gruden reach to your point about Farrell, to your point about some of these other guys. I mean, even Josh Jacobs, even, I mean, Jonathan Abram is another great example of a huge reach in the first round to me. And so you look at that, and you had DK Metcalf on the board. It still kills me. Um, you look at that, and that piece of it, I think you're right. I think when you look at this draft, you have to say, did, did they do head scratchers? We're like, wait, what? That guy, We everybody had them projected in the second round, and you're picking them at seven, right? That's the kind of thing I would look for. Otherwise, you're right. You have to kind of wait and see, did they check the boxes? Did they improve the middle of the defense? They can't improve it all in the draft, but did they improve it? Did they get a cornerback that's going to start day one? I think that's huge. Right? Did they address other issues? And that's how you should feel. I mean, that should make you feel good or bad. Right. And we and I'll just say, in fairness, we don't know what what these teams' draft boards look like. So we don't know yeah. what team had a player where. So it, right. it only takes one team to take a player extremely high and you miss out on that guy. But the easiest way to look at it is did the Raiders adequately address their defense? Because that's been the talk of the offseason outside of quarterback. You know, you take a quarterback as your future guy. Did they adequately adjust, address the defense? Because as we've said a million times, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but they need a starter <laughs> on every level of that unit. And if they yes. don't come out of this draft class with a, with a potential starter on every level of that unit, it's going to be a disappointing draft class because they didn't do much in free agency. So they're putting all their eggs in this draft basket. Now they have to deliver and make the right picks and address the right positions. Absolutely. Okay, we're going to sneak one last question in here on our pre-draft episode of Silver and Black tonight. Of course, the draft tonight, 8 p.m. Pacific, 5 p. excuse me, Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific is when it all gets underway. Uh, and uh, we appreciate you guys being with us. Okay, this one comes from Eric in Surprise, Arizona, Mo, and I'm going to give this one to you. I think people are missing we need to draft another running back. Jacob's future is unknown, and Zeus, Zamir White, is an unknown still. Who and when might they draft another running back this year? That is Eric in Surprise, Arizona, with our last mail of the day. This is a tough one, Mo, I thought. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's a tough one because, as the gentleman said from interesting, surprise Arizona, um, <laughs> Jacob's situation is, is very, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't. Right. So who knows? I, I think Jacobs is going to be around unless the Raiders trade him. I, I discussed this, that it's possible that the Raiders trade him to a, a Super Bowl contending team. But let's say that doesn't happen. He plays out uh, the year on the con on the franchise tag and they have to go with a running back. Now, you mentioned Zeus, who didn't get a lot of playing time. And I agree. Now, while I, was, while I agree with that, he's an unknown. The Raiders draft him in the fourth round for a reason. 
So I think part of their leverage with Jacobs is we did draft Zamir White last year in the fourth round, and they obviously believe in him. It, the fact that Zeus didn't play is is not a – I wouldn't say it's a knock on him. It's just that Jacobs went off. He won the rushing title. But let's say the Raiders do want to draft the guy. Now, a lot of people are on B. John Robinson as the top running back in the draft, but his backup, Rashawn Johnson, mm-hmm. also out of Texas, could be an option in the third or fourth rounds if the Raiders want a bigger running back. Johnson is about six foot, 219 pounds. So if you want to get a guy who may be under the radar and you don't want to burn a, a top pick on a running back, you can go Johnson. I would say Zach Charbonnet out of UCLA could be mm-hmm. an option if they want to go earlier because let's be honest, the running back market isn't isn't high on the totem pole. So I think no. Bijan Robinson is going to go in the first round. It was a hot take. And, and one of one of my colleagues had a hot take that the Rays would take Bijan Robinson at seven, and I almost flipped my wig. <laughs> and I said, that happens, I – I love Bijan as a prospect, yeah. but at seven, again, as I said, market value too high. If right. they go with Zamir Gibbs in the second round, now there's some speculation Gibbs could go in the first, but if Gibbs goes in the second round, I would definitely be okay with that. You you yeah. run Zamir White between the tackles, and Zamir Gibbs can give give you a little bit of everything on every down because he's a very shifty running back, smaller back, about five nine, so you're not going to give him twenty carries, but he can take twelve to fifteen carries and give you something in the passing game. I think Zamir Gibbs. I would be okay with the pick. Of course, running back position not high again on the on the market value. But if you're gonna move on from Josh Jacobs, you can replace him with another Bama back and Zamir Gibbs. Again, if he's available in the second round, maybe I would prefer more if they were able to trade down and get him. But he'd yeah. be a good uh, piece to that backfield. Yeah, and I think even there's value even lower than that. One of the kids I like is I like Kenny McIntosh out of Georgia. Not not because he's a, a powerful running back. He's a good running back, but he catches the ball really, really. I think he had like 600 yards last year out of the backfield uh, passing so or catching the ball uh, in the passing game. So to me, he's a guy who's a little more versatile. He's not going to be the guy to kind of replace a Josh Jacobs kind of back, but he is a guy that can come in and run the ball for you, but then also be dangerous in the passing game, which we've seen, obviously, that New England system, the Josh McDaniel system do. So there's going to be some guys there. But, but I, I hear you, uh, Eric, out in Surprise, Arizona, because, listen, yeah, you have to start making plans because if the Josh Jacobs thing doesn't work out and you don't give him an extension and you decide to say goodbye, then you got to have a couple guys there that are going to compete. Samir White, to your point, Mo, there. They drafted him high. They obviously like him, so we'll see what happens this year in the playing time. Uh, but then you start to have to look down the line and look at some rookies where you can bring them in on a cheap contract and and develop them and see what they go on. So we'll see how it all happens. But really quick, I just I just don't think I, I would I don't think the Raiders are going to draft the running back. They may no. go with a UDFA because, like I said, they they drafted Zamir White for a reason. And mm-hmm. I think he just didn't get an opportunity to play because Josh Shickles was so good. I, I think Zamir White would get the first crack at a lion's share of the touches if they were to move on from a Josh Jacobs. Absolutely. And and to, to his point, to Eric's point, um, do they need to bring in some more running backs? Yes. I don't. To your point, I don't think they have to draft them. To do that, there's going to be plenty of guys out there because of the, the market value of the position. And there'll be veterans, too, available, too, if you need a stopgap or if you need somebody who's uh, – going to come in and 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 bring some veteran leadership to that room if you go young for example so we'll see what happens all right we are at the end of this show we can't wait draft tonight one of the most exciting nights in the nfl year that of course is the first round of the nfl draft my guys motley crew are playing music at the draft mo i know you're going to be listening to that <laughs> no rocking out at the bleacher report studio to motley crew definitely yes. me 
Definitely yes. me. Yes. <laughs> Do it. Okay. But a reminder, um, I'm going to be on the Odyssey live draft coverage tonight uh, with uh, Baldy and Jason Lockin for you can catch that on the Odyssey app. You can also catch it on the Odyssey um, YouTube page. We will have that as well here on the channel. When I get the recording, we'll put that up for you guys if you miss it so you can have it. Also, make sure if you don't already have the Bleacher Report app, download it on your phone. And at 8 o'clock Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, Mo will be with you through the Raiders draft pick. So make sure you do He does not want to be lonely. <laughs> he, he wants company there. So make sure you do it. So what you do is you say your wife, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, whoever it is, just say, hey, I need your phone for a few minutes. And they'll, and they'll say, why? Because the draft's come out. Well, why do you need my phone? Well, because I'm going to have Mo on the left side. I'm going to have Scott on the right side when he comes on. I'm only going to be on for a quick time. Mo's going to be on for a longer time. So stick with him, and you can watch us both, and then we'll come back. We'll talk about our experiences. We'll have fun with it. It'll be good. But, Mo, um, it's going to be fun. I know you're going to have a long night, as will I. Um, it's just going to be exciting to see what this Raiders brass does with their full, first full year of study scouting and now a full slate and a good slate of draft picks. As I said before, this is the most important draft since the 2019 draft class because it, it will set the tone for this rebuild because that's what it is right now in the second year of Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziggler's tenure. We've all Remember, we talked about 2019 and mm -hmm. even Mayock talked about this is going to be the foundation for the Raiders' future. It, it didn't work out, and you see how the, the roster dwindled out. The new regime came in and had to get rid of a lot of guys. This year is the same thing. They don't have three first-round picks. But as I said, four in the top 100, 12 picks in the draft. They can bundle some of those picks and move up. This is very important. So I, I would pay very close attention to what's going on, pat, even past the first round. Now, a lot of people care about what happens on day one. But keep track of what goes on in day two because there could be some oh, trades, yeah. there could be some move-ups, even day three. So if you're joining me in the chat tonight, bring your potato salad, make it warm, <laughs> leave the cheesecake and the mint chocolate chip ice cream at the door, kick back and have some fun with me on the Bleacher Report app. Oh, that's going to be fun. I'm going to be in the Bleacher Report app watching you. It, peppering, I mean, hey, you peppering you just, with all kinds of weird stuff. Just make sure you come with the right foods because I know you're a mint chocolate chip ice cream guy and oh. we're not allowing that. We're not, we're not allowing – I may have a spoon in my back pocket, but I'm not dipping it into some mint chocolate chip ice cream. I'm going to be eating because when the Raiders pick Devin Witherspoon, I want to be live. I want to have my reaction to the – And you're going to have no. your, like, your, your cheeseburger but, pizza with pickles on top? <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't say that, but everyone knows New York pizza is number one. I may have a slice on the table. But, uh, again, we're going to have fun. We're going to have some food, and we're going to have a good draft pick on day one. Absolutely. You will have a good time with Mo, I am sure. Now, you talked about pizza. Now you got me on a tangent because, you know, I'm originally from Chicago. So okay. I like Chicago. Now, I like all pizza, clearly. But New York, I love New York pizza. Love New York pizza. Fold that slice and go, baby, right? You got to know how to eat it, too. Um, Chicago pizza, everybody compares New York and Chicago pizza from the normal New York pizza we're just talking about to the deep dish in Chicago. But... The best pizza in Chicago is not deep dish. It's a thin crust pizza. It's very thin. It's got it's got it's got uh, cornmeal on the bottom of the crust. It's crunchy. It's really good. But since that time, Mo, I found a third pizza that is kind of like is the one I like best right now. Maybe just because I hadn't had it that much. 
But in Ohio, because you're so close to Michigan, a lot of Detroit style pizza. Have you had Detroit style pizza? Never had Detroit style pizza. It's like square and it's got like caramelized cheese around the crust. It, it's really good. It's really good. So anyway, so I that's I discovered Detroit pizza. I know my dad's rolling over in his grave because he would never admit that anything good comes from Detroit. But I will tell you, it's good pizza. So now I have three types of pizza I like. If you're in the if you're from Detroit in the chat, we apologize. <laughs> but uh, I, hey, put I your pizza up here. My dad did, was not a fan of Detroit. I, I, again, I said he'd be turning over his grave. I'm fine with Detroit. I got no problems with Detroit. I have good friends from Detroit. Um, and so, and I like their pizza. So I'm, I'm, I'm validating Detroit. Okay. Just want to make I that can clear. See it. I, I see it that way. Just, let's just hope the Detroit Lions don't steal Witherspoon from the Raiders yes. because they need a cornerback. And Possibility. A lot, I think Devin Witherspoon is the favorite to go six to the Lions. So let's yeah. hope they like Christian Gonzalez more. And Detroit does the right thing, and we can celebrate Detroit a little more for taking Christian Gonzalez over with us. And what's crazy is it's that sixth or seventh pick, and the Lions know the Raiders need the position too, so the Lions yeah. probably aren't going to trade down a few spots because somebody wants a quarterback mm-hmm. because they know their guy they probably want is going to be gone. So it's going to be real interesting to see what happens tonight. But I'm excited for it, Mo. I'm, I'm getting off. I'm going to go take some B12 <laughs> and get ready for the night. I recommend that you have a couple avocado smoothies today. Get that immune system and that just moving, so you get energy from it, right? I got got to get a fresh fade. Got to get got to get glammed up for this before I for a few hours and I go on air. But getting ready for the show, I'm gonna have it's it's. I know I've said it plenty of times, but it's gonna be a fun show because I'm gonna it have is. some. I'm gonna have some antics. I may have a guest, quote quote, Ooh. a guest there. So nice. I got something nice cooked up tonight. We'll see. I love it. There you go. All right, Mo. Well, we will talk to you early next week. I know you have a show Saturday with Bleacher Report, too, to go over that. But we will, when we next get together here on Silver and Black today, we will go ahead and go through uh, the draft and give you our impressions and our grades and and tell you how we believe the Raiders did. And uh, we'll do that. And then we'll get through that week, and then we're going to take a week off. That's right. We're going to take a week off. Just disappear from you. You're going to upset the fans because, remember, they said, hey— we're part of their day, so taking a week off, they're, they're not happy about that. I know we're gonna we're gonna do just Mo reading the menu from Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> Cheesecake Factory, page one. <laughs> Cheesecake with strawberry. Number two, cheesecake with cheese. No, okay. That's we'll gonna be our that. evergreen show. That's gonna that's gonna be our best of show. <laughs> All right, Mo. Listen, buddy. Have a good time tonight. I'm sure we'll be texting. You too. Have fun with the big shots over there. Oh, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully I don't say something wrong. All right. For <laughs> uh, our producer, David Stepani, and for Mo Moten, I am Scott Colbrantz, and this has been Silver and Black Today. Again, catch Mo tonight on the Bleacher Report app at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. You can catch me with Baldy and Jason Lockenfora at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern uh, for early coverage. I will be with the guys at the time the Raiders select. So if they select at seven right after that, I'll be on to give my reaction to the pick there. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your audio. We would appreciate that very much. If you're on iTunes, give us that five-star rating. It always helps. And also on YouTube, thank you to the audience for being with us on this early morning show. And also hit the subscribe and the notifications bell there as well. We will talk to you guys next week. Enjoy the draft, Raider Nation. Have the Tums right next to your alcoholic beverage just in case it goes a strange way. For everybody here, have a great night. Take care.